This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Today is a special day, and it's bigger than we think. Because there are many different kinds of fathers, and they all need to be recognized and honored today. Today we honor those fathers who consistently strive to balance loving their wives and children with being good, godly workers at their jobs. May you feel the pleasure of God. Today, we honor those dads who had poor fathers themselves, but who have committed never to become the father they grew up under. May your children continue to be guarded from any of the hurt you carry. Today, we honor the fathers who are older and who no longer have day-to-day -day obligations to their own children. May the family gatherings this weekend make you feel like you could do it all over again. Today, we honor the adult children of fathers who were absent. May the God of the fatherless become your father in ways you've only dreamed of. And may you believe with your whole heart that his leaving wasn't your fault. Today, we honor men who have no children of their own, but who father younger men as mentors and guides. May you see your important roles as impacting and life-changing. And finally today, we honor fathers who have passed away. May their good deeds live on through you, and may their careless deeds be corrected in your lifetime. Today is a special day. So for all the fathers we mentioned, and even those we didn't, be honored, be blessed, and be joyful. We believe that you have what it takes to change the world and you're doing it one relationship at a time. Happy Father's Day.
Lord be with you, and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat, the boat, beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the light. All right, be seated, please. Huh, that one gives me goosebumps when I read it. I don't know why, that one just really gets me. Good afternoon to you. Happy Father's Day to all of you. There's an old joke that asks why the chicken crossed the road. The answer is obvious, to get to the other side. I suppose the same could be said of crossing the sea, crossing to the other side of the world, or crossing to a region such as the territory of the, uh, uh, let me see if I can get this right, Gadarenes, Gadarenes, G-A-D-A-R-E-N-E-S, Gadarenes. Yet on this occasion, it was not an impetuous, impulsive Peter who was determined to go to sea, but Jesus, who must needs get to the other side. To the Jews... Uh, of Jesus' day, the sea represented the realm of chaos, the element from which monsters arose. However, the thrones of such beasts are cast down and brought under the dominion of the Son of Man. The sea is also seen when taken in a negative light as an element of separation. If we look ahead into the New Testament, we can visualize the Apostle John as an exile in the Isle of, in the Isle of Patmos, the sea separating him from his congregation in Asia Minor. From such a place, he could see a new heaven and a new earth. And the first distinctive mark of this new creation was, and there was no more sea. On the positive side, we see the sea parted for our redemption in Psalm 74. The Red Sea, like the demon, was rebuked. The inland sea, which separated Galilee from the country of, of Gadarenes, Gadarenes uh, also had to obey the command of the Lord by which we may conclude that Jesus is truly God. 
And Jesus had been preaching and teaching from the deck of a ship. After the benediction and at his command, the disciples, some of whom were fishermen, took Jesus even as he was in the ship and departed for the other side. There's also added here another eyewitness detail. Uh, and there were uh, also other, sh other little ships with him. Now, a great storm arose, and even these hardy fishermen were at their wit's end. Such storms are not uncommon on this particular inland sea. Surrounded by hills and lying low in the land, a storm can whip up at hardly a moment's notice. Now, the fishermen were in their element and within familiar waters, but this was one bad storm. All their skill and human resources left them with nothing but frustration and confusion. Yet our God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. The ship was already being swamped when the disciples woke Jesus. Fear, <clears throat> fear, disorder, and panic had taken a hold upon them whilst Jesus slept, uh, on, slept in, in, in calm and peaceful repose. Do you not care? asked the disciples. Jesus was physically exhausted. It is not surprising that he had fallen asleep on a pillow in the stern. This incidentally proves that Jesus is truly man. Jonah, likewise, was summoned from sleep in a ship during a storm. Now, Jesus spoke with the voice and authority of God to still the storm and calm the sea. The disciples had a fair idea who Jesus was, but had not sufficient faith to recognize that having their master in the ship was for them enough. Perhaps the disciples still did not understand. Perhaps the light was beginning to dawn. Who is this, they asked, that even the wind and the sea obey him? For us too, there might be times when chaos, fear, disorder, panic, and confusion seem to have taken hold of our lives. It seems that the ship of our lives is being tossed about in the storm and is already being swamped. Now, where is God in all of this? If we have any idea of who Jesus is and who he is to us, we must know that he is with us. Even in the storms of life, he speaks to the storms. He speaks to the disorder in your life. He speaks to the evil which threatens to overwhelm you. He speaks over you the word of his power and authority. Peace, be still. I remember as a child, there was another who could miraculously calm the storms in my life when times of chaos fear, disorder, panic, and confusion seem to take over. You know, obviously looking back, the huge life-changing storms in my life then are nothing like the storms I have weathered later in life. But at the time, they were equally as severe, if not worse. Can you guess who my ultimate protector was? My miraculous savior of my youth? That's correct. My father. Now, don't get me wrong. I was brought up in the Catholic Church with a very good understanding early on in life of the all-powerful, all-loving, and all-knowing God. But at that age, seeing is believing. And Dad, who was literally following in his Heavenly Father's footsteps, was there in the flesh. At that age, God seemed almost distant, or someone who we formerly addressed before we ate and on Sundays. Dad was there. And he was the creator of rules, the provider, the friend, the teacher, the comforter, the one we counted on for so much for our very lives. It's a tall order being a father, following in the footsteps of our father, creating life and nourishing the mind and spirit of that life, teaching and 
punishing and loving and caring until that life can sustain on its own and hopefully thrive and make a difference in this world. There really is no rule book out there for fathers to follow step by step in the art of parenting. And although he was my ultimate hero when I was a child, behind the scenes there were often trials and errors and failures, self-doubts and confusion as to how to handle what life was throwing him. I don't tell him near enough and probably don't show it as much as I should either, but my dad is still as much of a hero today as he was when I was a boy, if not more. My father was born in Metter, Georgia in 1952. He was conceived during a one-night stand with his mother and a soldier passing through headed to the Korean War. His dad never knew his biological father and his father never knew about him. I never really thought about it, but that must make Father's Day a pretty tough day for my dad. His early childhood was spent in poverty in the Bronx, New York, with his older sister and occasionally his mother who was burdened with mental illness and drug abuse issues. Times were tough, to say the least. Dad tells the story that they really didn't have a problem with roaches as so, as so many of the uh, buildings in a, in a multi-dwelling building like that have in New York. Because more often than not, there was not even salt and pepper on the kitchen shelves of the small one-bedroom apartment much less any kind of food. Dad and his sister often didn't see their mother for several days as her addictions would not only haunt her, but her children as well. Eventually, Dad and my aunt went to live with his maternal grandmother and stepmother, and step, uh, step, step-grandfather, rather, who also resided in a small apartment in New, York, in New York. Eventually, his mom would come around and the children would return to live with her. And this back-and-forth existence became a norm in my father's early, early years. My dad didn't get the luxury of a a real father figure in his life. He went to aviation high school in New York and went on to uh, St. Gregory's College in Oklahoma where he met my mother, fell in love, and married at the very young age of 20. And 10 months later, after 26 hours of labor, my mother gave birth to me on December the 15th, 1973 at 6.01 p.m. at Hill Air Force Base in Utah. My father was there by her side through it all. Now, growing up, my dad was always proud of me, always supportive of me in whatever I did. Probably the biggest mistake my father made in raising me was not saying no enough and being more of a friend at times than a parent. This, I would guess, was um, an effect of his upbringing where no was commonplace and parenting often nil. My dad always had a job and always went to work. He provided for our family, and we wanted for nothing, ever. He remained in the Air Force Reserves, finally taking his retirement from service just a few years ago. Dad's schooling and desire for learning and bettering himself didn't end at St. Gregory's either. He continued his schooling on top of the reserves and on top of a full-time job and a marriage and and of uh, uh, two very immature 20-year-olds and a new baby. He kept going to school. Often his schooling was put on the back burner for some length of time so that he could concentrate on his obligations, but he never gave up. He eventually became a realtor, made a very good living selling new homes, winning award after award in the industry. My father recently retired from that job as well in the last couple of years, and guess what? He was still working toward his retirement dream. No, not a carefree beachfront condo in Florida. Rather, my dad's goal for retirement was to be a psychologist 
and worked at the VA hospital. Dad would be making a fraction of the salary he enjoyed through his earlier careers. But this was his idea of retirement, working in service to help his brothers and sisters in the armed forces who needed someone to lean on, someone to listen, someone to care, and someone to help. I thought it was a nice fairy tale that would never come to fruition. My father starts at the VA hospital in a small Texas college town tomorrow. Congratulations to him. Happy retirement. Happy Father's Day. I love you, Dad. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and the fathers-to-be. Amen. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Friends in Christ, God invites us to hold the needs of our sisters and brothers as dear to us as our own needs, loving our neighbors as ourselves. We offer our thanksgivings and our petitions on behalf of the church and the world. For the church, that by God's grace, we may live as new creations, no longer living for ourselves, but for Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For a deepening of our faith, that God will draw us into a deeper friendship so that we may grow in our ability to rely upon God in every circumstance. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all fathers and those who have shown the Father's love to us, that God will make them bear beacons of light, sources of encouragement, and grant them peace and health. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For a calming of the storms in our lives, that God will sustain us through the challenges of each day. Give us the courage to make decisions and enduring hope when we cannot foresee tomorrow. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who work in science and medical technology, that respect and love for human life may always guide their research and use of knowledge. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are ill, that God will heal them in body, mind, and spirit. Restore them so that they can be a blessing to others and share fully in the life of the community. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, that their souls be at peace in his internal embrace, and that those left behind will receive the blessing of our Father's presence to comfort them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace and healing, that all fathers who have experienced the death of a child may know God's embrace and healing of their pain. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We bring you our personal intercessions in the silence of our thoughts. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, God of power, and through the ministry of your Son, free us from the grip of the tomb, that we may desire you as the fullness of life and proclaim your saving deeds to all the world. Amen. Amen. Okay, folks, be seated for everybody's favorite part of the service. The announcements. The announcements. Short and sweet today. Pretty simple. We've started ordinary time, so you see a lot more green around here now and a little less of the pomp and circumstance. It's a little more comfortable for me. It's perfect for the summer because it's a little hot in this as, as well. And I can't imagine having all of that stuff on right now. So, we're in ordinary time. Not a lot going on right now, but there will be. There will be. So, let's just get to it. Come on through. 
compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, complaints. You got one of those? You need one of these. This is an email address. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Just give us an email. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Pretty simple stuff there, folks. Very important, but very simple. We're trying to make that as easy as possible. What? A podcast. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Don't, don't, don't ruin it for me yet. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. That's another one of those email addresses. This is great for prayer requests. If you have a prayer request, you can feel free to email us uh, your prayer request at that address. You can remain anonymous or you can give us your name. You can ask that our pr- your prayers be said during our daily prayers here at Dallas Universal Life Church. We do pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. Or you can ask to be said in with the congregation on Sundays. Uh, again, you can remain anonymous or, or leave your name. Uh, also, this address is good for if you were interested in um, dedicating a service to a loved one. This doesn't have to be somebody who's passed on. I mean, that seems to be the kind of thing where everybody does. If somebody passes on, they dedicate a service to them. I think it's a lot more fun, a lot more interesting, and a lot more rewarding for all the, all the people involved if the person's still alive. So it's a great graduation gift. It's a great birthday gift. It's a great anniversary gift. Dedicating a service. I think it's pretty cool to have a service set in your name in front of everybody. I think it's really nice. So if, you want to, if you're interested in that, you can also email us at pray at DallasULC.com. You know, you can make a difference. Uh, none of us here draw salary. Everybody that you see working so diligently to make this uh, service go on and, you know, picking up after me when I knock things over and trying to help out and keep things going, all of us, including myself, none of us take a salary here. This is an all-volunteer church. Um, and we need your help to keep it going. You know, uh, I spoke last week during our, our five, or week four last in our five-year anniversary about uh, the fact that coronavirus has closed a lot of our brothers and sisters uh, places of worship and, our, and restaurants and places we used to gather and they're just no longer there. They're gone. The money just wasn't there because people were quarantined. Um, and it took a toll on us as well. So, you know, I, I'm, this is the hardest part of my job. I'm not very good at it, but we need your help. And if you can spare a dollar, a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter, anything, if you can spare it, we ask that you consider it making a donation to Dallas uh, Universal Life Church. If you like what you're hearing here, if you believe in our message, if you think that we can go somewhere with this and really change the world, help us out. Um, and you can do that by going to DallasULC.com and clicking on Donate. Okay? We appreciate it in advance because, um, you know, everything here is what is cost, costs us money. We have the lights. We have the, uh, the equipment for the internet. We have the computers for the editing. And, of course, like I said, all of our time is donated, so it's free. And we, we, we do that freely. But we do have things that we have to buy. And um, it's tough right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm asking kind of a plea at this point. If you can, please help us. Okay? Now, Bishop, I don't have any money. I, I want to help the church. I want the church to grow. I believe in what you're doing. I want to, I, but I don't have any money. I don't have any money. What can I do? I get that all the time. You do exactly what I did. I don't have any money either. What do I do? I, I volunteer. I volunteer my time. I volunteer a lot of it. I don't ask you to do that, but come and volunteer with us. Uh, you know, uh, there's always positions open. You can check those out by going to DallasULC.com and clicking on volunteer. All the open positions are there. If you don't see one you like, come in anyway. You know, we're always open for new ideas. It's, it's nice to have a fresh set of eyes in here. It's a good way to get to know people at the church. If you're new here, especially, you get to know us. I'm not sure that's always a good thing when stressful times are getting ready for church, but you'll get to know us real well. <laughs> DallasULC.com slash volunteer or go to uh, click on volunteer. It really is. It, we, we could use your help. And if you can't tithe and you can't, uh, you know, offer uh, monetary uh, donations, your sweat will do just fine. 
Okay. What else we got? Hey, did you know we had a podcast? Can you believe it? We got a podcast. Your Crawford answer is supposed to be no, no. You know we have a podcast. I can't believe it. Gotta help me out here, guys. Come on. It's true. We do have a podcast. We're going for four years strong now. Uh, the church has been here for five. The podcast has been going for four. There is something wrong with me. Yeah. There is something wrong with me. Anyway, look, we have a podcast, and I tell people this all the time. If you haven't checked out our podcast, please go check it out. You'll find that you hear th- things differently there. Been being here in the church or being even watching us on YouTube or anything else, I find that when I listen to the podcast, I catch different things. I, I hear it differently. I hear, I see things a little bit differently. Plus, there's some cute little snips and things on there that are always kind of fun, like, you know, a bishop a day keeps the devil away and things like that that, that Don seems to like a lot. Mm-hmm. Lot cracks up every time he hears it. Now, you're asking, how do I get to your podcast, Bishop? Well, that's very easy. You just go to your favorite search provider and you type in your path with Bishop Mark, your path with Bishop Mark. You can also go to Alexa. Well, she's probably not going to hear me today because I don't think I have her turn on all the way. I can't hear her. And you could say, uh, Alexa, uh, play your path. No, she. There you go. And that can happen. Anybody can do that anywhere in the world. Play your path and Alexa will play that. Alexa, stop. Okay. Or if you don't like those ideas, you know, that's not good enough for you. You can go and check out one of our providers that gladly hosts. Oh, he's going to keep playing over there. Alexa. Stop. <laughs> She's not going to listen. Did it stop? No. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Trying to steal my show, aren't you? Alexa, stop. Alexa, exit. Alexa, exit. Got it. There's that passage picture on your phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry about that. That's kind of mind of own. He told me, don't say stop, say exit. Okay. All right. These are the providers we have out there. We've got Google Podcasts, Anchor, TuneIn, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Radio Public, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please go check us out there if you don't like the other ways to do it. We're out there, folks. Check it out. The podcast is a lot of fun, and it's... You, know, you can do it anytime. You can do it riding on the bus. You can do it in the car. You can do it while you're, you know, laying down to take a nap. Anything. Check out the podcast. Yes, we do have a podcast. Anybody tell me how long that was? 20 seconds. About 20 seconds. Why is it 20 seconds? Mm-hmm. 20 seconds is the minimum amount of time it takes to wash your hands to do any good. That's what's going to kill the germs. you got to be lathering those hands for as long as that song went. It seems like a long time when you're doing it. But please do it. If you're not doing that, you're just wasting water, you're wasting soap, and you're not getting anything done. You're just spreading your germs. I'm a firm believer that if we, had all, if we would all become a little more hygienically aware of ourselves... And wash our hands like we should and take care of our, our, our bodies and our, our, our own germs. 
that this coronavirus could have been nipped in the bud long ago. And I still think we can have an effect on it if we just wash our hands. Please wash your hands. Y'all made it. Made it to the end of the announcements. All right. <laughs>